All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. <laughs> what are we doing? Cousin Sal here this is our debut podcast, along with you- my good pal, my old time chum, Dave Damashek. That's you, right, Dave? That's me, but I don't know if you heard the news, Sal. Sports have been canceled for this year. What, what are we doing indeed? <laughs> oh, no. I have a lot of checks to, to cancel then as well. Wow. Um, how did this happen? This only took 20 years for us. We've been friends for a long, long time. I know. It's true. Yeah, when I, uh, when I moved out here, not long after I moved out here at the turn of the millennium, I was uh, lucky enough to cross paths with, uh, with you, <laughs> Sal, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, not long after that, we did our own little, I guess it was like a trial run for this 20 years ago because we shared an office at the man show mm-hmm. and uh, and we had our own little talk show called PM Las Palmas because oh, that's right. the street that the man show was on. So right. yeah, I mean, I, I we have to shake off a little bit of rust, I guess, but um, otherwise over the moon to get going. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Maybe a lot of rust, but uh, who's going to help us later on shake this rust off? The old host of the man show. Um, Doug Stanhope. No, Jimmy Kimmel is going to be joining us. <laughs> That's going to be fun, right? I mean, we're already a hit, Dave, right? We're number eight. I don't know how this really happens, but we're number eight on the Apple charts for podcasts or for sports episode. We haven't even posted an episode yet, and we're number eight. We're ahead of Colin Coward, and I love Colin dearly. I, he works on my network on Fox Sports, but Sorry, Colin. I think it's time to hang it up. If you can't even beat us, uh, a podcast that didn't even post an episode, it's 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 over for you. I don't like it. You know, my whole life has has been built upon the idea of very low expectations, right? And then just ever so slightly exceeding those, thereby kind of sort of impressing people. Um, yeah. so you know, this is a <laughs> this isn't a great starting position for me. I know you're right. All right, well, let's we'll take what we can get. In fact, maybe we shouldn't get greedy. We should probably stop now but uh either way like you said we met we actually met on a a sports game show right it was called sports geniuses we were writers on that program um then you joined me at the man show that was a lot of fun we can go on and on about the stories of the man show it was we we tailgate in the parking lot before show there was never a show like it and we are bringing it back right here except that we're going to be very, very careful not to offend anyone. Otherwise, it's going to be exactly the same, I think. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it um, with, uh, yeah, with, with uh, I guess, our 2020 um, mentality applied here. But yeah, listen, with all the, the good times and everything, I, I, uh, I first, you know, it has been, after 20 years, a long haul for Sal because he's matured <laughs> quite a bit because I remember... No. I don't remember what year that was. Was it 2000 or 99? One of those years we were watching the NCAA final mm. and uh, we ordered some pizza in and Sal used to always ha- keep his hand down his pants all the time. It was what he was known for. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and one t- once I went in cause I'm a glutton, I went into the pizza box and there were just crusts left. And I figured, you know what? I'm going to eat those. And I picked one up and started to eat it. And Sal had already handled it because along with his hand down his pants, he always had that white powder stuff. What's that stuff called? The <laughs> talcum powder? What? what the is talc? talc. Yeah, 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 the talc. And I took a bite of the crust and it tasted of Sal's, uh, 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 what is, uh, uh, of the talc that had just been all over Sal's mitt and Sal's <laughs> mitt was down his pants and uh, that, that, that pizza crust was stained with his cock paw. And um, so, you know what? 20 years later, th- I yeah. guess- Long story short, in spite of things like that, right, 
Sal somehow endear has endeared himself even oh, further to it. me, and so that's why. Uh, that's well, why this maybe is an that that time. might be why it took twenty years. That particular story. I, you know, would it have been better if there was no talc taste? If I just went at hmm. K Natural down there, I don't think so. No, you're right. I guess that that's true. Yeah, I would. It would have been uh, the unseen enemy. This yeah. way, it was like a. It, it was like your calling card. Right. Uh oh. Yeah. Right. Speaking like of uh, speaking of unseen enemies, I want to bring him on. Heel producer Jim Cunningham. Here he is. I know people can't believe it. I brought him from the ringer. Yeah. By the way, he joined. We stole him from the ring. Pennies on the dollar. <laughs> Pennies on the dollar. We got him. Talk about mm-hmm. Bobby Bonilla is laughing at this deal, but we got him. Hmm. Welcome aboard, Jim. You're gonna <laughs> chime in every now and then, right? Yep. Thank you for having me. Great to be here <laughs> in my house. All right. I'll say I'm looking forward to peeling the Jim uh, onion ham because I <laughs> talked with him just yesterday and I asked him, so what part of LA do you live in? And he said, uh, Los Feliz or Los Feliz. I don't know. I don't know which it is. How many oh. people don't know where they live? Can't, can't, I mean, rightly really don't know the name of the town in which they live. So this is going to be exciting to work with Jim too. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. not sure what it is and I don't know. When are you going to learn? You have to try to figure this out eventually, yeah, right? Whatever. No? no, I'm not letting anyone come over here anyway. It's fine. Okay, there you go. Uh, and why not? Why even leave the house anymore? Baseball is back. We're excited. Mm. We have a few games. On the, we're going to discuss if we like it or not. I love that it's back. Uh, the odds, Yankees are the favorite to win the World Series. Actually, co-favorites with the Dodgers at 4-1. to one. The Astros plus 850. You had that at like 6-1 to one odds before Ver- Verlander got hurt. Um, by the way, there was also a nice thing. Who was going to be the first Astro plunked? Carlos Correa times in at plus 550. He's the winner right there. But Dave, my Mets got destroyed last night by the Braves. Didn't even show up 20 to 1. And your Pirates 200 to 1. Not off to a great start, although your Pirates won yesterday and there was some shenanigans attached. Yeah, that was great. The highlight of the game was uh, not just uh, new skipper Derek Shelton's first victory, but he had his first argument with an umpire. <laughs> and in 20th century style, 21st century style, the uh, the ump had to first bemask himself <laughs> before he could engage in the jawing with uh, with Shelton. So that was a fun sight. The whole thing, though, everybody's belly aching about what isn't out there and the sound and the pumped in noise and the lack of a crowd. Flip. Where were we a week ago? Where were we a few days ago? Beggars can't be choosers, everybody. We got sports back. Of course. I'm excited. I'm already kind of used to it. I, I the, Some of the preseason games, I was bummed out. As soon as the ball, you get these sports where the ball lifts, uh, leaves the ground, like baseball. And football is going to be like this, too, with punts and kickoffs and everything like that. But as soon as it leaves the ground, you see the fans. You see the tens of thousands of fans. Well, what's supposed to be fans? And it's not there. And it's kind of depressing. But I think Fox did a nice job. I'm not, you know tooting my own horn, my company's own horn, but they did a nice job with the virtual fans. These cardboard cutouts are nice. Endless jokes now with the cardboard cutouts. You okay with them? I love them. And talk about the possibilities. It's an opportunity. You're not going to have people to heckle the visiting team, Mm -hmm. but those cardboard cutouts can do that. I think if you have a good scout team, advanced scout team, you need to find out about every opposing players about to come to town about all their ex-girlfriends and just put cardboard cutouts in the stands oh, of all smart. those. Imagine the distraction that would cause. You're already up, idea. you know, that's got to be worth a run or three right out of the gate. Right. They owe anybody money. Put that guy in the front mm-hmm. row, you know, the drug dealer from ninth grade or something that they dealt with. I want, I do want it enhanced though. I want to see marriage proposals, cardboard cutout marriage proposals. <laughs> I'd love to see brawls. Let's see a hot dog vendor <laughs> that- come down every now and then. That's right? exactly what I'm I'm looking forward to. For some reason, the first brawl 
mm-hmm. is I for I, I I can't exactly figure out why, but it's going to be extra salacious when oh. there aren't fans there to see it. When it's just a when it's like a twenty on twenty battle royale with with no fans there or yeah. anything. It's it's gonna take on a different tenor, I feel like. And yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how it, it looks. But they're also missing an opportunity to mic the dugouts, right? Because it's kind of like a soft... It's like a, the rest of us playing a softball game. At this point, if nobody else is there, we may as well hear what they're saying to one another. You're right. right? You're right. And the fights are just... It's just going to be like uh, an old couple fighting in their apartment. They're play, paying rent control for 45 years. Like, hey, you're, you're doing this for who? This is not fun. Just do it for... And by the <laughs> way, what, you talk about what... Uh, what's his name? Shelton? Derek Shelton, right? Yep. The manager. Yeah. That was going back to that. Really, it's so crazy how careful they were. I, I understand that's that's the prime time for masks, like when people are yelling and spitting and all that stuff. But think about years ago, and it wasn't a hundred years ago when Earl Weaver is throwing bases. Now, if Earl Weaver picked up a base and th- you forget about getting hit with it, you're like, oh, Earl Re- Weaver touched the base. I can't now <laughs> touch the base that he is tossing my way. But it's um. Baseball is definitely weird. I'm glad it it's made, back. It made yeah. me think of Anchorman, kind of like the rules. Like they were about to argue, like, whoa, 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 just don't hit the face. That's the right, right, right. It's like, well, hold <laughs> on. I will, I, I'm going to use some four letter words, but first, I'm going to put this mask on. <laughs> exactly. Um, what do we think? All right. So here are the big changes DH in the National League. You okay with it? No, I hate the DH. I'm a curmudgeon. It's one of my, I, I, I generally speaking, am not a big fan of, these 21st up, uh, updates to appease the most casual fan base. I understand why people want to, why leagues and networks are interested in drawing in as many people as possible to watch the product. But if you're old schoolish, as I kind of lean, I mean, we're ta- we've taken out a major element of strategy. Yeah. And by the way, I also think, I don't know what the numbers say here, Sal, but has this boosted the heavy favorites a little bit further? Because the big spenders have the mm. advantage, you would think, of being yeah. able to pay extra money for a slugger. The teams that are barely, you know, fielding a, a legitimate major league level lineup don't have the money to then also buy a slugger to drop in the in the four hole, yeah. right? Uh, well, I mean, I, it's too small a sample size to tell just yet. But yeah, the Dodgers have four guys they could start at DH, you know? It's like Jock Peterson is is slumping. You put Hernandez in or Taylor or one of those guys, it's it's gonna be fine. So by that in that regard, I think you're right. Um the runner starting on second base in the extra inning. I don't love it. I mean, I don't know. The Mets blew a save. Diaz blew a save. Yes. Uh, yes. Saturday to the Braves. And then in the 10th, uh, you know, they didn't, what, what do you do? You're going to start with a guy on time. I'm like, okay, our best guy couldn't shut them down. This guy is definitely going to score. Are we worried about it. A game going an extra 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It's I, but it is kind of like when you watch, an all-star game. And I mean, even before Bud Selig and the tie and all that kind of stuff with it, they, they changed the approach to it. Cause it's, it's kind of a one-off and I know that's not exactly what we're talking about here. And it, it's supposed to be as expeditious as possible, the tight schedule and everything. It's a, it's unsatisfying of course. Um, but I wonder if, you know, we're only what three ish games in for every team. If, if we're going to see strategy specific to the 2020 season developed to address exactly what you're talking about, are you definitely always going to approach the back end of a game in the same way uh, you yeah. always have? Yeah. Well, and also the relief pitching, just how, who you put in is different. Also, these guys have right. to finish the inning. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. I, I say this, I know you like the expanded playoffs. You do, right? You like the, uh, in baseball. 
I like the I, I like the theory of um expanding the playoffs um for I well, what I like is the notion of picking who you get to play. That's I fun. think baseball doesn't lend itself by the nature of the game to putting more teams into the postseason. Like you know, the Lake if you had the Lakers play the worst team in the NBA in 10 best of five series, the Lakers would win every single one of those. If right. you had the Dodgers play the worst team in baseball in um, 10 best of fives, the worst team would win. That's just the way baseball breaks. Yeah. So the more you jam into the playoffs, the more uncertain, the more random the results are going to end up being. I agree. Here's what I think, though. Remember this number, if if we're lucky enough to be doing this again in, in a couple of months, 32 and 28. I think you're going to have 12 teams end up 32 and 28 after 60 games. And then we're going to have one game playoffs all we're going to have one game playoffs till Thanksgiving. This thing is just never going to end because there's going to be (laughs) eight teams in each league at 32 and 28. And I'm sorry, but that's just the number I fall on. We have a smaller amount. I know they can't play 100 games. We have to cut it somehow. But I just think 60 is not going to be enough to break any kind of ties. It's like, oh, my God, what this team's home. Why did the all right the Nationals, but they really lost. It's going to be so confusing. Remember that, Dave. Thirty-two. I that's really that is an inter, that had not crossed my mind. What has though is going into twenty twenty-one. Then what if this is too satisfying for the fan base? I wonder if there's any concern about that. You know, obviously they want to have a season and stay relevant and make the money and and, and so on and so forth. But you know. I think a lot of people point at 162 games and say, what, what are we doing? What, what, what do we need 162 yeah. of anything to determine? I mean, that also goes back to my point about that you need um, that 162 games to establish the margin between good and mediocre right. teams. But yeah, I, I wonder if it's going to come back to bite and be like, all right, let's 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 cut this thing down to 100 going yeah. forward here. MLB. Well, you know what? As our old friend Josh Gardner said, money, honey. That's mm. it. That's what I think it comes down to. So yeah, someday I think these cardboard cutouts will be replaced by real actual fans, but who knows? Um, yeah, we mentioned Verlander. He may be out, maybe not. Now he's, he got mad. He tweeted, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is just a sprain or a strain on my forearm. Uh, I'm not ready to quarantine with Kate Upton just yet. Poor guy. Uh, mm. But yeah, that that makes a difference in these standings, don't you think? Yeah, you you threw out the odds earlier, but I mean, if mm-hmm. if Verlander is shelved, I mean, even if he says it's not done for the year, mm-hmm. um, I the 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 other side of that coin is it it's kind of like as long as you know Verlander's going to come back, you know the Astros are loaded enough that they're going to make the playoffs. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to make the playoffs except for the Pirates and like I don't know, throw in uh, Mets. the Marlins or I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, probably the Mets too. I didn't yeah. want to yeah. take a shot well, at you so early, but listen. you know. But yeah, as long as Verlander does return, it it doesn't have to be a season ender, I guess. Right. Well, it doesn't have to be if they sign Dr. Fauci, one Dr. Fauci who threw that first Mm. pitch the other day. The poor guy. I don't know. At least he goes out there and does that. And uh, that wasn't even the most uh, humiliating thing. The humiliating thing is when he goes back to his seat and he has his mask off for a minute and that's it. Boom. All everyone's all over him. So um, (laughs) I don't know. The first pitch doesn't seem to work out. I did it. Uh, in a Met game, it was against the Pirates, by the way. It was a Tuesday afternoon mm. about five years ago. And it was, uh, yeah, it was about 25 minutes before the game. So about 400 people were in the stands and about 300 of them were camp goers. It was a big camp day, you know, in the middle of the week. Nice. And so when I'm wearing my number 47 Jesse Orozco jersey, uh, jumping up and down in celebration, mimicking the 86 uh, celebration, 
not not a soul in the stands appreciated it. Just uh, maybe not even my parents who were watching. So, but um, that I think worked out for me. You did I feel the glove? Like I never liked. I never cared the for the Orozco move of flinging the glove into the sky like who, that. Who cares? I, I found it off putting. Cares what you care about? You had a whole we are family. Oh, all that nonsense. The stars on the helmet. That's not. That's not. Uh, that was nice with the nice flat top hat. I thought that looked Come nice. On. I'll I'll thank you to uh, to offer up though to anybody else who might be give, throwing a mm-hmm. first pitch coming up. Any dude and don'ts because like Mm -hmm. you say the weirdest one I ever saw the Dodgers played in the Coliseum like they did when they first moved to LA forever ago they played the Red Sox and I went to see them and um Kareem Abdul-Jabbar threw out the first pitch and Mm. somehow when you see the montage the the never-ending now montage of all the terrible ones somehow he has escaped um the the video of this it is I'm telling you it was as bad as what Fauci did the other day. And some, I mean, this is one of the, this is one of the legends of the sport. I've told this to Kareem. I don't want to just uh, pretend like I'll be a tough guy just no. to you. I said this to Kareem directly. I said, you not, uh, you not only embarrassed yourself, <laughs> but you embarrassed your sport. I mean, you denigrate the sport of basketball when that's all you got. And he said, Pamela Anderson walked behind home plate when I threw it. That's what uh, that's what the was he being me. serious or was that a that's a good joke? I don't know. A, I, well, yeah. either way, I I, yeah. uh, I tip my hat to Kareem and, well, and let it go. Here's but. the thing with Kareem and God bless him. You're, you're right. There have been so many since then. So he's dropped out of the top 10. But it's so if he had any thinking that he wasn't going to make it, just sky hook it home. Then it's funny. Everybody laughs. You get it, throw it eight feet or four rows deep. It doesn't really matter at that point. Come on, Kareem. But uh, the only thing I would say is don't think about it. Take it and throw it. And I threw, someone timed it. I threw it 52 miles an hour. It would have been a perfect softball strike. It landed right behind the plate, the point of the plate. So uh, not a strike in real life, but good enough. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I felt bad for Fauci. And as as is, is he is replacing uh, Verlander. Very sad. They should have put it. Yeah, I, I would. I would insist. I'm not throwing it, even if it was 25 minutes before. I would say, hook up. I want to see the strike zone. I want to see if uh, if oh, I throw fun. okay. I need to know it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, basketball coming back mm. this Thursday. We're a few days away here. Here are the odds: the Bucks plus 250, Lakers plus 250, Clippers three to one odds. That's at the top. I don't know. I like the Jazz. I like the. I like Denver. I like taking teams. I'm doing it, Dave. I'm doing it in football too. I'm taking the Jets. Taking the Falcons to win the division. This is a messed up year. One of these you're, teams that's not supposed to win is gonna is gonna take it. What are you? What What are you like? You're sticking with the Jets. Why not? You must, yeah. have, you must not have been paying that's attention right. over the weekend. That's huh? okay. That's I, I see what happened. We'll get into that, Jamal. Uh, he, his head wasn't in it anyway with that team. But uh, all right, but now that all right, but now we know Gase is is all but finished. Now he lost the star player. <laughs> right, he kind of forced his way out of town because of Gase yeah. largely. Um, yeah, it, it's it's funny because I always think about when uh, when we were growing up, it was always I felt like it was an unacknowledged aspect of the Celtics Lakers rivalry that the Celtics had to grind their way through the Sixers who were a high-end team and the Bucks were great and mm. the and uh um even the Hawks had some seasons there and so on and so forth whereas the Lakers had like the Nuggets or you know some decent Rockets teams and here and there they were challenged it was kind of breezy from that side of things and ever since then it's been inverted yeah um or I I guess actually since Michael Jordan moved on from the Bulls it kind of inverted and the West has been the dominant conference by far and away for so long 
I feel like that favors the Bucks to at least get to the final. So sure. that seems like a, a a smart bet there because making sense out of the West between even just what the two teams um, from L.A. is enough of a headache to say, let's do the smart thing and at least take the team that we can fully expect to get Toronto to the might have been the, the only team mm. that the Bucks couldn't beat last year. That, it was just a really bad matchup. But the Clippers are not helping themselves. Lou Williams uh, in particular, he has to. What is this story? He has to quarantine for 10 days now. For visiting a strip club, he was given the hall pass for a family emergency. I think he had a funeral to go to in, in Georgia. Mm. And then he was caught after the funeral, a picture posted by a rapper named Jack Harlow online. Um, and that guy said, then then he took it down. He's like, no, 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 that was a different time. But the damage was already done. Lou Williams was at a strip club. He claims his favorite meal is served there. Um, and now he has to, instead of four days, he has to go 10 days under quarantine. This well, is you said the clip. You said the Clippers weren't helping themselves. Lou was helping himself or, yeah, or maybe he wasn't helping himself and he needed some help. Right. And so he found somebody who could, uh, assist him in that regard. This would, this would, I think this goes somewhere in between Barrett Robbins. This is ahead of Barrett Robbins from the Raiders, mm-hmm. uh, on the, just vanishing when the Super Bowl was about to the the day of the Super Bowl and not as good as Eugene Robinson who right. was the uh NFL man of the year right. and uh on the eve of the Super Bowl um found himself a lady of the night to celebrate that award. That was good. I'm just wondering with the family emergencies and if it's real, I understand. But you know, God bless these players for coming in the bubble anyway. This is nice. I'm glad. I'm not going to begrudge anyone. I'm not going to begrudge anyone for for sitting out or for but once you're in there if you're up to shenanigans, you're going to get called on it. I just don't know how many family emergencies. If you put the over under a 12 and a half, I think we hit the over. I think we're at like six already. And uh, I mean, Zion, (laughs) Zion, they, they, I still don't know what it is. It might be the team protecting them. I hope it's not anything serious, but they, they invented this structure. So the Pelicans can make the playoffs and now he's making it very difficult for them. So um, I don't know what to do. I do think the idea of rappers following these guys is a good idea. Um, Rappers, hmm, how and, so? Explain well, I think how. Rappers and all musicians, uh, what are they going to do? They can't perform. There are no venues open. You had three months to write an album, or write your write and record an album. Rappers, mm-hmm. country music singer, gospel, choir, church choirs, they should all have cameras and follow these players in and out of the bubble. And that's how we see. That's how we know who's being uh, playing by the rules and who's not. Interesting. Deputizing them. Yes. I love this idea. Yeah. Good. So a very 21st century kind of policing. Yeah. With the rappers. They'll never, they'll never even guess that they're working right. for the other side. I love it. This is, that's, that's a keen idea. And, and not just the rap, but have Bono go undercover, you know, whatever. Bono's in strip clubs. He's got, everyone's got an iPhone. It's fine. It's not going to take much. <laughs> Bono's uh, <laughs> singing about the streets have no names. Why is he videotaping us while he's doing it? I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. He'll throw everyone off the scent. Um, and then the other sport, the NFL, keeps moving forward despite a number of positive tests. Uh, Dave, I, you know, I watch this real sports. I don't know if you still watch with Brian Gumble. I watch every time. It's on what? Once a month? It's so oh, depressing. He's the best. He's the I best. It's, I, I, it's, he's the best because he's the only interviewer I've ever seen. A lot of people say he looks down his, his nose at you or whatever. Brian Gumble literally 
puts his glasses on the edge of his nose and literally <laughs> looks down his nose at the uh, yeah, subjects yeah. He, to whom he's speaking. So uh, yes, I, I, I give Gumbel high marks for that. Movie. And then uh, the, I mean, the biggest farce is when he writes down something, you could, they come in and out, they come out of the piece and he's writing something down. You know, you're not writing it. The next three questions have all been predetermined and whoever you're asking those and you know, because <laughs> they're very, very involved. A lot of them, but anyway, is it's depressing. I still watch. I don't know why I put it, myself through it. He had Peter King on, NFL writer, famed writer, asked him scale one to 10 this season going forth, finishing, I think. Pete King says four. Come on. We can't have that. Yeah, it's probably man. accurate. It's probably accurate. I'm just, I'm very upset by it. it it's right. That is the one. That, and right now I'm trying to, I'm trying to be happy about the fact that I keep saying, we have right now, we have baseball and now basketball and August 1st, the puck drops and it, and it's going to be hockey's version of March Madness. And we're going to have all three of those sports going on at one time. And it's going to be plum heaven. And somehow people are still <laughs> able to conjure things to complain about. But these re this really is a special time. And despite the awful circumstances for why we're in it, I really do think 10 years from now, there's a chance we'll look back on this like three week window where this is happening and thinking that was great. No one could leave the house. We had to sit in. We had not mm -hmm. just college basketball. We had all three sports going on. But of course, the main event in the 21st century is NFL football. And if that starts and gets ended, I don't know what it's going to. It's going to be crushing. I know. I know. Now you mentioned plum heaven. That's an interesting choice of words because mm. I believe I was present the first time you tried to plum and we can get into this with Jimmy Kimmel because Jimmy mm. used to have announcers who would literally announce the show. Right. And it would be you were an announcer for a day and right. it, it was all so that you could try a plum. You can you swear that you're the you call yourself the fruit czar. And yet, as of 2003, you had never tried a plum. And That's I think right. we had a yeah. variety of plums for you to to. Uh, to taste. And now you're throwing terms like plum heaven around. I, I, I don't even remember you liking the plum then. Well, yeah, well, I, you're not the only one who's grown up a little bit over the, mm. the handful of years here, but yes, plums are, they're all right. They're very precious though. You know, they're, they're a little bit like, uh, I don't know, Levy and bell. I don't know who to really call, you know, it's yeah. It's when it's or, or, a, or a Jaguar. I don't know much about cars, but Jaguars are always considered high end, but then they all, the thing people say is they're always in the shop. That's like the plum. And, or you know what else? It's also like the Krispy Kreme donut. Cause uh, I heard you with your friend Simmons talking about, uh, about me and my donut rankings. Yeah. I try to defend you. I don't know. I, you really did put up uh, quite a fight and I really appreciate <laughs> that. But yeah, it's the same Krispy Kreme. That's a, it's like plums equal Krispy Kremes because Crispy. Oh, they're the best, but, but you got to get them when they're warm and you got to eat them within three and a half minutes or else they're no good. Oh, don't try taking them home. Right. Yeah. Well then how good is it? If, if you're going to lay all these conditions on me right now, you know, give me a yeah. nice buttermilk. Jim, jump in here. What's the best, uh, what the hell are we talking about? Plums or donuts? I, I, I thought, I mean, mm. we plums I, or donuts. Well, I, I can't remember what we're talking about, but we went a half hour in without discussing <laughs> them. I, I, it's way, way past what I thought. It's my fault. I led you into this, uh, pile up best donut jim uh i like glazed i'm a boring. simple man that's boring. yeah why, but what the, do you like the bigger question is gla fine glaze but do you like a cake donut or do you or do you like a raised donut i've never had either of those <laughs> what the hell are you talking old about school. That's the, only, the only two kinds of donuts have, i don't know it's all they have they only have it's one or the other you understand what I'm he's saying the nut. cake that, or the ones you can kind of like squeeze like a like a sponge oh 
No, I still don't understand what you're talking about. I don't know why we brought Jim in. I'm See, sorry. This is a, you know, this They're, is what Donuts are donuts. I eat a glazed wow. donut, jelly, wow. or, That's whatever. Not... All right. Keep it you know, well, we were, we're, They're going to have I'll to be clearly it. privileges <laughs> that can be taken away for poor performance and I, I that's up to you so i'm i'm, I'm not gonna yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna play umpire here maybe you could hire a rapper to do that on this show yeah well. i don't know i gotta find out if we can get jim back at the ringer i'm not sure what we did here <laughs> right, we'll doesn't know the difference raised or cake what i've never had either <laughs> um speaking of not knowing the difference of what things are called the washington uh can i even say it formerly washington redskins changing their name. They're kind of slow playing the whole thing. Didn't come up with a name. Daniel Snyder ran into more trouble with his organization. The partners are fleeing. Um, and he comes out and says, you know what? This name of this team right now is the Washington football team. Is that right? So I, I looked at that. I'm like, oh, this is a parody account. And I, that's what I believed for, for three hours. I'm like, oh no, this is real. It's real, Dave. Washington it's, football team. Uh, but just to, I, not to play conspiracy theorist, but this was an intentional fu, right? Sure. Or do you feel that way? I mean, that I way, he could have changed it. Was there? Is there any practical? I've yet to read in the last whatever handful of days since this came out. I haven't read any sort of reasonable argument. Like that's too soon. We can't. Do, we can't get it all taken care of in time for kickoff. So mm -hmm. we're just going to go with this for this year, right? I'm. Mean, I, I think it's just all right. Now you have to have a clunky name to say. Um, for presumably 16 I games. think that's it. I think it is an FU. It's like, uh, you know what? We're the Washington toilet papers. We're not Scott, not Charmin, not Cottonell. You're going to call us this, and that's what it is. I guess he could have called it the Washington Snyders. Could he have done that? We know Paul Brown. The Browns were named after Paul Brown. I think the league the league must have some kind of say in it, right? Could he call it the Washington Snyders? I, You know, I guess he could have, right? I mean, it was a different time. There's nothing yeah. better, by the way. That mm -hmm. whole thing, I, I muzzle tough to you and, and your friend Kimmel with mm. this 30 for 30 on the Metropolitan oh, yeah. coming up here. That's fantastic. But I think there's also one about that entire Browns um, saga. Paul mm -hmm. Brown, you see, is the architect of a pro football team. Right. And he he's so tied into it that the team is named for him. They are the <laughs> Browns. It's not the color, obviously. People know that. Yeah. Um, so they're the Browns. Then... Um, uh, what's his name? Buys him, and um, before Modell. he moves him off to Baltimore, right? Modell. And and he says, yeah, and, and says, uh, uh, and Paul Brown says, they say, well, you're fired. Um, you're you're out of here, Paul Brown. He's like, you can't mm. fire me. My name's on the team. And they're like, well, we just did it. You're out. So yeah. he moves to Cincinnati, same state, and out of spite, starts up the Bengals and designs the uniforms to look as close to the Browns as he possibly can yeah. before he then fields calls for his genius offensive coordinator named Bill Walsh and doesn't tell Bill Walsh that the league is calling to try and hire him. He just says, no, he's too good and uh, tells Bill Walsh, no calls are coming in for you. And this goes on for several years before Bill Walsh finally gets hired by the 49ers. Right. The whole thing is just dynamite. It is, except, you know, the Browns stink. And mm. I guess you and I, a, a few, the, the only people who uh, attribute it to Paul Brown is the name, the Browns, but you really run a risk of someone taking your franchise and doing very bad things with it, um, losing season after losing season. It's much like JFK, the, the airport JFK. It's like, oh, the delays at JFK. I never got <laughs> I was at JFK for six hours before we took off. And before you know it, JFK, you know, it's just a, 
it's just a negative thought in your head after all the man did and everything. Well, but, you think yeah, that's you bad? I, I, the 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 real narcissists among us are the are the doctors who um, identify a disease and they're mm-hmm. so desperate. To yeah, be yeah. remembered that they name a disease after yeah, themselves. That's pretty bad. Like Gary Parkinson. Like, yep, that put my name on that. I yeah. went when when you think of debilitating infirmity right. for the rest of the time, I want you to think of me. Yes. Yep. Slap. The other one that's weird too is Lou Gehrig. Name- Lou Gehrig. What was he thinking? Uh well, he didn't know. No, it's just that's different. <laughs> That's kind different. of the, my I'm point. I'm sorry. But that's like that the one that they didn't need to change forever ago was the bullets. As though Anybody out there was thinking, um, well, I wasn't interested in gunplay, but Mm -hmm. you know what? Wes Unseld wears it on his shirt. Maybe I should try it. You know, bullets. That was a, that was an overreach of political correctness in my opinion. Exactly. Okay. So those are the three sports. We hit baseball, we hit NBA. We hope the NFL moves forward. They're very arrogant in their ways. We know that they probably care the least out of any league of their players. They had their draft went smoothly, their virtual draft. And uh, they had a lot of time to waste and a lot of time to learn and we're in no better position. So we're just praying, praying that it all all happens uh, accordingly. Oh, for God's sakes, you're right. If that if that doesn't go down, I don't know what we're going to do. Jim, I know, what will well, we do? What will we do without football, Jim? Um, I guess we could play video games or maybe, um, I don't know. I was just Googling those donuts, by the way. I still yeah. have no idea what the hell that meant. How could you? What are you talking about? You know I don't what, know. I don't bake or cook or anything. I don't know. I didn't have this... Uh, this upbringing about uh, pastry. Well, this turns into a baking show. <laughs> yeah, no exactly. Football. That's what That's we're going to do. It's a lot yeah. of room on this uh, podcast. All right. Um, all three sports. Do you put an asterisk by the champion? Is it too early to tell if, if it you say, is that a hard no? Or, you know, I don't know if it could be a hard no if the Lakers, if uh, you know, Paul Caruso comes down with it and infects LeBron and AD and everybody and the Lakers have to sit out of the championship series, then, then I guess there's an asterisk, but short of that, what are you thinking? For me, there is absolutely going to be an asterisk. And I also find it, uh, ponderous, the conversation about the asterisk as though there is uh, some bookmaker somewhere, um, who, who opens the great record book of pro football or baseball or basketball and and physically writes in with a big marker a a, a big red asterisk or something yeah. it's like what you know reggie bush is there anybody i i legitimately as i off the top of my head i can't conjure who they gave that Heisman to, or was it just vacated? Either way, is there anybody yeah. who doesn't think reggie bush won that Heisman trophy no. it's such a foolish kind of um overreach to declare my mind tells me what is asterisked. The 1981 mm-hmm. baseball season, Yankees and Dodgers played all I ever think about when I see Steve Howe strike out that Yankee to, to close it out. All I ever think about all these years later is, oh yeah, that was a, the strike shortened season. Yeah, And the I, I know Patriots fans don't like to hear it and they like to talk about uh, whether they're asterisked or not. Guess what? The ink is dry on this one, everybody. It's asterisk in everybody's brain. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference if there's a book that officially acknowledges it. The, the last 20 years, whether you like it or not, will be remembered with an asterisk behind b- beside it for uh, the many reasons you know why. And w- which is uh, ironic here because this could be the one 
year that there's no asterisk. If Coach Belichick wins the title That's with a right. quarterback that they just signed who had a relationship with his wide receivers over Zoom and they went out there with no offense and won the title, that would and it, all of a sudden now a decent division and everything else, maybe this is the most meaningful of all. That's why we can't let it happen, right? We can't let that happen. We can't let Brady win. I feel like every year I have more and more teams I have to root against. And uh, that's not good for my uh, I, blood pressure. I, let me tell you, man, if if we can watch Patriots fans tie themselves into knots, trying to mm. make sense of Brady doing well, maybe better or worse. Either way, we kind of win this one because mm -hmm. they're not going to love seeing Brady thrive in Tampa Bay in that uniform. That's too weird for them to embrace. Conversely, if Brady is mortal, then they kind of have and the Patriots soar, then it's kind of like, Wow, we've been uh, we've been uh, you know kneeling to false yeah. uh, to, to a false god for the last uh, two decades here, and really the our de the thing that has separated us from the rest of the league is we coach good. That's not exactly something to get too excited right. about. Absolutely, something that you can get excited about is storm season, Dave. And we're going to mm. give you your own segment here. I'm oh. going to call it Rain Check. And oh, that's fun. You're only going to do it once. So I don't know why I had to give, <laughs> give it a name, but. Uh, you have a problem with these storms. The, a lot of the country is about to see some bad ones, right? Well, because, you know, we see them every um, year around this time. And I feel like we're missing an opportunity at least to give to deliver a little bit of dignity to these people mm -hmm. going through terrible times. It's enough to have your life spoiled in this manner, um, let alone by Hurricane Justin you know, or Hurricane <laughs> Tim or Hurricane Betsy or whatever. It's awful enough to lose your home. I say we take advantage of the deep resource that is NFL player names, because like I said, there'll be more dignity and getting beaten up by Hurricane DeBrickashaw, I feel, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, would you mm -hmm. rather would you rather lose out to Hurricane Glenn or Hurricane Butkus? You it's know what true. I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Let's get or on that, could, meteorologist. They could call it uh, Hurricane Paul Brown or Hurricane... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Am I missing it? I, I think I'm, you missed the I'm skipping back. <laughs> the, the Texas hurricane, if the owner of the hurricane wants to be uh, a wise ass, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> yeah, I just think, you know, listen, listen, we, we see these storms coming up here. Let's Look uh, at let's, this. Look at this. Joining us via Zoom. <laughs> what timing? We just got done talking what? about storms. One of my favorite cousins in the world. We're interrupting his vacation. I think oh, he was yeah. out touring with Huey Lewis in the news this summer. That's right. Jimmy Kimmel, our very first guest on Extra Points. Welcome. Well, congratulations, man. It's very <laughs> exciting. Tell are you aware that on the Zoom connection, it says Melissa Icono? Oh, does it really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now you can never change it, unfortunately. We have a top-notch uh, producer here who we stole from the ringer. Penny's on the dollar, and he's going to be able to erace that. There he is. He can't erace that mustache. It's the only problem. But, um, yeah. Is that uh, a real beautiful. mustache, Jim? Yep. That's uh, Raleigh Fingers-esque. Thank you. Yeah, you know who myself. Raleigh Fingers is? Or yeah, are you too of course, young of course. No, 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 I know. He didn't know raised donuts versus cake donuts or whatever. So that became a 20 who minute ordeal. Donuts? Like, who cares? <laughs> whatever. It, it only took but a few minutes. Don't say that to Damashek. He's yeah. built his whole I life just... on caring about <laughs> He's been talking about it Thank for you. 35 minutes. I'm, I'm outraged by this and not in a small way. He, I said, do you prefer raised or cake? And he said, neither. I've never had either one. <laughs> I don't know Hold the on. difference. This what is the first hell? show. 
You guys have already done 20 minutes on donuts? Yeah, what? I know. <laughs> 40. <laughs> what happens after next week when you go through fruit and it's over? I had an <laughs> idea where we'd get it out of the way and that would be that, but I have a feeling that's not the case. But, no, no um, not at all. No. <laughs> but listen, Jimmy, congratulations are in order. You made the New York Times crossword puzzle on Sunday. Well, I, 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 and I made the clue, but you oh. made the actual puzzle. Yeah, because itself. There are so many options they could have gone with <laughs> other than Jimmy Kimmel's cousin who appears regularly on the show. No. I'm really impressed by that. There are so many famous Sal's. You really, oh, I see. This is huge for you. I, I think. see what you're saying. Well, I do I, think that it's huge for me because I think my relative obscurity screwed up thousands of puzzles this weekend. So that's uh, that's a win for me. I will tell you, I got a lot of emails about it. I got yeah. a lot of texts about it from, it's funny when you find out who the smart people in your life are, these right. are the people who are doing the crossword puzzle on Sunday. But I think it was very interesting that you didn't, like you didn't put it on social media, did you? No, I did. I, I tweeted oh, did. yesterday. Yeah. Somehow it appeared, uh, oh. it appeared Saturday, I think. So I got, I got I it. All. Yeah. They all I come see. to you. Okay. I um, thought that was either uh, extraordinarily humble or you just did not realize what the New York I Times just, crossword puzzle means I to was nerds. Pinching myself. I couldn't believe yeah, Super Dave's wife reached out to me uh the uh, <laughs> a few hours ago. So this is a this is a very real thing. Jimmy, I want to um you're responsible for this uh, in every single way. If this fails or whatever, me and Damashek, you know, you know you are. There's just no way around it. So I feel like I'm partly responsible for it. I th I think the person who is if we can point the finger at anyone other than you who is most responsible for this. It would probably be our Aunt Chippy, who <laughs> really gave you a taste of gambling at a young age, oh, and see. you happen to win, which is the worst thing that can happen when you gamble at a young age, and you just never stop from there. I know. Why couldn't she be addicted to crossword puzzles? I could have would have been a, made a name for myself in another. Well, luckily day. you don't smoke. She is addicted <laughs> to that because, uh, as I recall, and and correct me if I have any of the details wrong, I think we were at the bowling alley in yeah. Las Vegas mm -hmm. where Aunt Chippy and my mother, your Aunt Joan, mm -hmm. had a bowling league, and uh, it was the Christmas Club bowling league. So what would happen is they'd pay their dues, which were like $12, and then they'd put $12 in the bank. And that would mean that by Christmas time, they'd have like $108 oh, wow. or something ridiculous. But it was their <laughs> Christmas Club. And uh, Aunt Chippy would invest money in the, the poker machines at the bowling alley. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think she, you play, she played for you, right? You give she her did. like $10 or $20? I would come out and visit you every summer, basically, from 12 to 16 years old. Or you would visit me. We'd, we'd alternate. And uh, I gave her all my newspaper route money. And I would, I had to stand 15 feet back and I was like, drop the deuces, keep the queen. And then after a while, she's screaming at me for bad decisions. So the, the gig was up as to what we were doing. So it didn't really matter. But yeah, that was the worst thing. I think we hit four of a kind. I walked away with $90. She gave me a stern talking to how you need to walk away. You need to learn <laughs> when you're a winner <laughs> because it doesn't keep rolling. And uh, yeah, so here we are. <laughs> well, I recently also learned that our grandmother, our grandma Edith, yeah, not only did she play bingo every day, she had two shifts a day. She played bingo <laughs> from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then she had the break for lunch or making dinner or whatever. And then she'd go back and play bingo from like 6 to 9 p.m. every wow. single day as if it was her job. That's remarkable. 
I mean, that's a good workout though with the dabbers, right? You're getting you're getting good curling. She had she had pretty big arms. She had bigger arms than Hulk Hogan, I think. She had bigger forearms than any wrestler <laughs> ever, right? I mean, she was she was only like uh, four foot nine, but right. her forearms were like uh, Steve Garvey in 1975. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Garvey, Kimmel. What Thank about you. what about um, Sal? Like you know, you talk about his youth. I find that an early sign should have been a warning sign to all that he's a contrarian by nature. He's a mixer by nature. Growing up in uh, in the tri-state area, that he chose to embrace the Dallas Cowboys. How will you? How would that sit with you if your little boy or girl decides to embrace? I don't know the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> or something like that in Los Angeles. Well, you know, I have a not-so-little boy named Kevin, who's 26 years old, who decided early on to torture me by rooting for the Chicago Bulls <laughs> for no apparent reason. And uh, so that's happened. But Sal, I'm sure he's told you the story. His dad brought him a jersey, and that's how that's kids it. are. That's you right. Just, you get something like that, and it has this huge impact. Because the truth is, um, none of it means anything. Who you root for is complete nonsense. Oh, no. Uh, uh, the yeah, I have some bad news. Oh for my you. god! <laughs> Almost none of the players on the team you're rooting for are from your city. They probably rooted for another team in all likelihood, and um, it's totally random. And you might as well just oh no, team based are on we, a, a jersey or whatever. This undermines every single thing we talked about, except for the donuts. I, uh, could this be the last show, Dave? I don't know. I don't care uh, Dave, for. I don't care for his nonsense. I'm not buying <laughs> Dave, a word me, of it. Let me ask you about your son, Grady. Yeah. Do, do you insist that he roots for the teams, for your Pittsburgh teams, or do you accept that you you had him here in L.A., he lives here in L.A., mm. and that by most rights, he this is his hometown. He should root for the Dodgers and the Lakers, et cetera. Well, little uh, Jean-Claude Van Damashek is a good boy, and therefore he has <laughs> embraced the black and gold without question. <laughs> He's done it the right way. But as you know, I have a gaggle of children somewhere between uh -huh. four and seven spread across <laughs> the San Fernando Valley. And my rules, I don't I, listen. I'm not I'm not here to be a dictator for them. They I'd like them to be Penguins fans. It's the right thing to do. It's had a glorious 30 or so years. Pirates, I feel, would be emotionally abusive on some level to insist they root for that team. The only thing I insist upon is the Steelers. And by the uh -huh. way. They can root for another pro football team if they want. They just can't do it in my home. They can leave and mm. go elsewhere and do that on Sundays. And then they can okay. come back probably. What if they were to be what if they were to show up wearing like an Eagles paraphernalia? Mm. And we got a bad connection. <laughs> you once I, you I and once your asked, child or me and you. I once asked you if you who who was your favorite baseball player. Uh, we were on the phone. Do you like uh, Garvey or Piazza better? And you hung up the phone on me. So I think this would be sweet revenge to hang up on you now. That doesn't sound right. Shame the devil to root for the Eagles. <laughs> My kids are going to have self-esteem, if nothing else. They wouldn't do that. Jimmy, what? Uh, I uh, This stinks because I know the answer to all these things. But tell what, what are you doing this summer? You somehow got the entire summer off, like 12 weeks or something, right? I did. And you know, what's funny is so many people have asked me to do podcasts like everyone else. Like, <laughs> I'm I can't. I pr I'm doing the whole summer. So I'm praying to God no one sees this. Or you, no have one good, you have a good odds of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, um, you're going I, fishing and stuff, right? You're doing some fun things. I went fishing at the beginning of the summer, but um, mm. all the fun has stopped. And now it's basically get up, 
take the kids to preschool, uh, pick the kids up from preschool and clean my office. My office is, I want to, you want to see now this is, this is after, and I'm not kidding. This is after a solid, I'd say 85 hours of of cleaning, (laughs) 85 hours. Yeah. I mean, this, this place was up to my neck. It was so messy, but this is what it looks like now. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> it that's great. No, that's good for you. I listen. Yeah, for I, me, yeah. I have a little bit of a history with this. In fact, you dug up a picture of your your office from twenty three years ago that I lived I, in, which was a complete pigsty. Um, you, it was you crazy. Have, we had like a sixteen inch television yeah. set sitting on top of a file cabinet with uh <laughs> you had dallas cowboy sheets and a comforter right and a, a bean bag yeah it was it was really pathetic it was a lot of a lot of bad things it was especially on. pathetic because you went to law school you got your law degree <laughs> you began working as a lawyer and i called you and said i just can't imagine you working in an office as a lawyer i just don't i'm, I'm trying to imagine it i don't see it you should move out to california and so you moved into what was my like spare bedroom slash office. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, boy, you know, maybe you should post a picture of that because. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. A absolute disaster. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I've said it a million times when I can't, well, Sal said, come over and watch football with us. This is the first, it turned into <laughs> like, it was in People Magazine or something like that at some point when oh, Tom Dave. Cruise and people and. Don Draper and people like that started showing up at your house to watch football with us on Dave, Sunday. That was the, that was a different house. That yeah. was the better version of, right. of the mess that was, that we lived in before. That was oh, not really? the same house. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, basement yeah. With the, where you shot the Fox bits and all uh, that right. era. I remember yeah, walking right. in there and feeling like this looks vaguely familiar. Whose house is this? And then Jimmy Kimmel descended the stairs. And I was like, wow, how great is this? This is uh, what fun. And then, and then, 20 minutes later, Adam Carolla came down the stairs. You were gracious. Hello. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Kibitzin about this, that, and the other. Watching football. Adam Carolla came down the stairs. He's like, ah, hey, there he is. Hey, Sal. Hey, Jimmy. Looks me dead in the eyes, then says nothing and sits down and didn't say another word to me <laughs> for seven hours. And years later, I said, what the hell? What, what kind of behavior was that? He's like, ah. It was a probationary period. Congratulations, <laughs> you passed the test. <laughs> kind of That's defining stuff for, for both of you. <laughs> uh, I hate to bring things down. Uh, Regis Philbin passed over the weekend, Jimmy. Uh, yes, yes, I did see that. He was a, a character, and I don't mean character actor, but we talk about characters in our lives, and he was an absolute ca- Beyond speaking in the third person all the time, he had so much energy. Can you imagine having so much energy? For a man who was on TV for 30 years straight, I'm, I've am i lost energy. This is the first podcast we've done. I've, I'm ready to turn it in here. And he, I, I know you were friends with him. You cooked for him at your house. What What are your thoughts on uh, Regis? Yeah, he had a huge, huge amount of energy. And he was very helpful to me when the show got started. He gave me advice about how to, how to do the monologue, how to set up the show. He actually in, introduced me to the woman who would become our executive producer, Jill Lederman. He was very involved. Uh, I did. I made dinner for Regis and Don Rickles wow. and their Ooh. wives, Joy and Barbara, uh, at my house one night. And and they, I mean, Don busted my balls and Regis's balls just the whole time. And Regis had so much energy. I remember being 
Uh, I was dating Sarah Silverman at the time, and I remember being like so kind of spent by the whole <laughs> the, the whole night. It, there was so much energy, and I could I, was, I just couldn't imagine where it was all coming from. That we broke up after the what? Um, <laughs> yes, we broke up. That was it. We broke up after that dinner that night. <laughs> <laughs> why because you had nothing left <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i i it just seemed like like listen we're not going to be like them this is not <laughs> oh i see <laughs> I <get> it. <laughs> it was regis's fault oh yeah. man oh regis it all worked out but regis was great he was a lot of fun and he actually told me and i don't think people know this as far as speaking in the third person goes and i wish i could remember who it was but he once told me why he did that. He did it because someone, I think it may have been an athlete, was on TV talking about himself in the third person. And Regis thought it was funny. And he started doing it. Wow. But I don't think people ever realized that he was goofing around when he was doing it. They're just like, Regis has to go. Regis is hungry. Where does Regis sit? You know, it was always something like that. <laughs> That's great. Well, he'll be missed. Yeah, I, I love that guy. And uh, a TV legend. You don't realize what. 30 years of television just how straight through how he was able to do it but uh he kept it going and he was excited about it every minute of it too um, kimmel got him back ultimately took uh took his show from him too right <laughs> his he wants show. to be a millionaire you got to, you uh, got yeah, the show yeah, that's from right him. i think i did i think i did the last interview with regis in his last tv appearance uh wow. um for millionaire he came uh i guess this was in march he came to the set and uh, and we sat down and had a little chat. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm glad I got to see him uh, uh, yeah. that recently. And we're bearing the lead. You kissed him. Probably the last uh, talk show host to kiss Regis on the lips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Letterman may have kissed him at some time. Oh, did too, he? So, okay. Yeah, but I, I think I, I'm not sure when that was. I don't know how the timing works out. Okay, but yours, yours was on TV, though. No, yeah, no. I, I think he did. A, he tricked you into eating his gum or something. I remember it being a phenomenal. Right. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did. He did. It was a. It was actually clever the way he did it. He wound up kissing me. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and uh, that's how Regis got herpes. <laughs> Speaking of uh, millionaire, uh, how is that? Is that? You've you've done it all, you, you know. Sal too, talking about throwing out first pitches, and you've hit a home run in a celebrity softball game, and so on. You've sung with both of you, sung with Huey Lewis in the news. You've met Letterman, but how about game show hosts? That's to me, that's the dream. That's the all time thing. Well, you know, I started as a game show host. I know with my, my first real TV job. Yeah, it's um, you know what? It is fun to do actually because. There's a thing when you're the game show host and you have you're kind of in charge of the answers, you seem a lot smarter than you are. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think if you polled Americans, uh, you said who's the smartest person in the country, like at least 26% of them would say Alex Trebek. Right. Uh, obviously, he mm. knows all the answers. Mm -hmm. So it is fun to be in that position. But what I don't love is now they have a new thing where the host. You can call on the host to answer one of the questions. And this causes me a great deal of anxiety. And I, I used to make fun of Ben Stein when I did win Ben Stein's money because he would sit there reading encyclopedia. And yeah. I actually thought to myself, I should get all the Trivial Pursuit games and just read all the cards like uh, for the next couple of months so that I don't get caught in a bad situation and cost somebody half a million dollars. Right. Of course, 
laziness prevailed and I didn't do any of those things. <laughs> you have an office to clean. You can't do all that's that. That's right. I do. <laughs> a lot going on. Uh, when you're done cleaning the office, you're going to eventually go back to the studio. Are you, uh, what's it, you know, let me just tell you today, I go back to work today. We had a dry, we had a run through with the crazy protocols involved and it's, you're stopped every six feet and you have to answer questions. And one of these days they're going to ask the question again of me, do you have diarrhea? And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say yes. And they're going to send me home. But until right. then I have to, I have to play along. Um, it is not so. Uh, so today I start a business. I go back to work during a pandemic. And Jimmy, you'll like this. I don't know if you can guess. One of my 50 year old friends is marrying his 22 year old girlfriend, fiance in Laguna. And I'm going to that tonight. So uh, it, it's a big day. It's a very, very big day. Well, I have to assume this is Ken you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> See, you are good at trivia. Who's the only thing? Wait, now, last time Ken got married to a woman who was significantly younger than than him, uh, Daniel bet him it wouldn't last five years. Right. So what's the line? I mean, shouldn't we have, shouldn't this be your first official, yes. uh, you know, prop bet on, on the, a non-sports related prop bet? You're probably right. Okay. So let me give you some color here. Although the 50 and 22 should be enough, but um, he is meeting her parents for the first time at the wedding. Um, great, his great. brothers-in-law are three and 10 years old and, uh, <laughs> and they were, uh, they were, where's the bachelor party? <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> wow. They were, the three-year-old was a hoot at the bachelor party. He had an ear infection, but he, he persevered <laughs> now. So, uh, I don't know what to think. I, I hope it lasts. He's happy. They're going, they're, they're doing He's this happy. in Laguna. We're driving down. Our friend Tony is going as well. And, uh, of course. And this is going to be, this is going to be something. I don't know. Over under a year and a half. Where did, may I ask, where did Ken meet his fiance? And what, what is her name? Her name is Jewel. And he met her. <laughs> you meet on. her in Alaska? <laughs> He met her upstate. Uh, I think it was like at a, I think she worked the front desk at like a resort in Napa or something like that. Oh, wonderful. Wow. That's, I mean, I'm sure that's going to be great. Are they, <laughs> are they she planning to have kids on... or whether her brother just, will her brother suffice? I haven't heard anything about kids and you know, they have Harry living with them too. My friend Harry. So that, that might be enough of a chore. And she, wow. And now is, Listen, I know that the the new <laughs> venture is focused on on sports and gambling and yeah. this kind of stuff, but there's no way this can't can this be on the the web? I mean, can you film this and put it up? Should I live? Because, uh, should I live tweet or mm -hmm. something? Yeah, maybe we at should least the vows out. the vows would be nice to post online because I'm not going. To, I think it's funny and I'm inclined to go there, but I'm not going to <laughs> okay. go to yeah. it. I, in fact. Guaranteed everyone gets COVID at this wedding. There's not a there's a zero percent chance. There you go, you Dave. Don't get COVED. Dave, this is what your a dream show. on everybody dreams of uh of having a late July wedding on a Monday night. That's, <laughs> wow. I think Outrageous. just uh I think people just getting a good look at Ken would will be a beautiful thing to see. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. Jimmy, do us uh the honors. I, I have uh, I invented a game. It's called Cami yeah. Cami Over Under. We're trying to get Cameo to sponsor us, and uh, I don't know if okay. this is the way to do it. Uh, Jim is going to throw out a name and a number, and we have to guess over or under 
how much that person charges for a cameo call. Um, well, let me just say before we, before I guess, yeah, I do have some experience. I have purchased a number of videos oh. on cameo. Okay. I purchased a video from Steve Gutenberg uh, from Police Academy, right? For our executive producer Jill, <laughs> when uh, I got, I bought one from Perry Caravello of oh. Windy City Heat, Heat fame for a, another friend, and um, I, I I bought a couple others, uh, so I do know what the prices are, and sometimes they're outlandish. Yeah, they are. They're usually way. I'm usually see. That's why I think we're not going to get the sponsorship because it's going to be like Screech forty five dollars. All right, I'll go under. Nope, it's a hundred and ten. Like what? What a rip off! What are they trying to see? I don't think I don't know if Cameo is going to be excited about that, but. It's a fun yeah. game to play nonetheless. All right, Jim, hit okay. us with one. Producer Jim. All right. The first cameo over under. Cami over Mac under. Rick. Don't say it. You don't have to say the O twice, Jim. That's Cami all. over <laughs> under. Yeah. <laughs> Is New York Met great and New York Yankee great Doc Gooden? New York Met great. Ooh, Matt. Yeah, don't ever yeah. say Yankee I was at great. his no-hitter as a Yankee. But uh, 149.99 is the over under. Okay, let me jump in real quick because I have a friend who tried to get a cameo uh, from Doc Gooden. I don't know. I don't remember what he tried. He paid, but it didn't really matter because Gooden let it expire for a week. For some reason, he didn't get around to doing it. And so then he had a retry and he eventually got him to do it. And it was very loud in the background. I think he's working on a vaccine or something. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> it, was, uh, it ended up being... 25 seconds. I'm going to say Doc Gooden charges under uh, 150. I'm going over. Mm. Okay. Dave? It's got to be over. People, you're making a whole 30 for 30 because uh, there's That's a right. whole group of people out in the world who love this team, and he was the biggest star on the team. It's got to be over. All right. I, I forgot. I should have mentioned that. Jimmy and I are producing a 30 for 30. Um, it's, it's about, about, the, 86 about the 86 Mets. Mets. Yeah. I, I interviewed uh, Len Dykstra the other day. And by the way, I feel like if I didn't get COVID there, I'm, I'm good, right? <laughs> there's no wedding in their country. But uh, all right, Jim, hit us with it. Doc Gooden is $69.99. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, Doc. What a deal. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe he loves his fans that much, and he's like, I don't want to overcharge <laughs> He does, except it takes him eight days to respond. But yeah, I guess, I guess there is something to that. All right. Wow. Do uh, another one, Jim. All right, you know the next actor as Buddy Limbeck in Charles in Charge. He was also in Eight Is Enough. It's Willie Ames, uh, and the over -under... well, he was also in he was also in the movies Zapped, where yes. I believe oh, their magic power was to have women's clothes um, come off. Wow, right? you are correct. <laughs> yes, Willie Ames. Also, I think he turned his life over to Jesus in a huge way. Oh, that's yes. that could figure into this. All right, what's the number, Jim? The over under is thirty nine ninety nine. I'm gonna go under. I don't know why. Oh God, can he can he fetch more than forty bucks? Can he fetch fifty bucks, Willie Ames? I'm gonna say under. I would, I would say under as well. But since I'm down one, I want to catch up. Strategically, I'm going over. Okay. I'm still thinking about Doc Gooden, and I, I want to now see the entire Mets rotation. Like, if Sid Fernandez is charging more, <laughs> this will be a blight on Doc Gooden's uh, late stages of his life. I'll go under on Ames. He needs a blight. Yeah. All right. What is it, Jim? Willie Ames is over at forty nine ninety nine. Wow. All right. That was close. 
That was close. Do we I all- like when they do 9999. Like yeah. this, this makes a difference. <laughs> so what's the score? I have one. These guys don't have any, right? I haven't been keeping score. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jim, you are not going to be the next host of Millionaire. God damn it. Uh, all right, Jim, one more. All right. Next up is Ken's fiance. Oh, no, wait. Omarosa. Omarosa. Omarosa at $200. All right. So now, Jimmy, let me. Uh, a lot of people ask me, more people ask you, who's your least favorite guest? Which, which guest was the biggest a hole? Um, I, I mostly say they're, they're all nice and, and no one's satisfied with that. Omarosa, well, by virtue of the fact that she didn't show up, it has to make the top he, of that list, right? She showed up at the studio right. and then refused to come out on stage. So I don't know that technically I could say she's a, she was a guest right? Okay. on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say for ego reasons, I think she's Omarosa is over 200. I, she might charge a million dollars for yeah. a cameo. All right, I'm gonna say, you know, she was a she was a presidential she was a cabinet member. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm gonna say under. Yes. I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna separate myself. Here. So is so, so so Jimmy is correct that so you set. I, I haven't done it. So you set your own rate. Yes. Basically, and see what you fetch. So that is a do. a critical element. Yeah. I'm. I, yes. I'll, I'll follow Jimmy's logic on that one. Yeah. She has a big ego. Omarosa is under at fifty dollars. I'm good at this. <laughs> wow. I'm good at this. Wow. $49.99, really actually. Your... <laughs> <laughs> you really found your uh, sweet spot. This is spot it. Here She's, so wait, she she charges the same as Willie Ames? I guess it doesn't matter. What does any of this matter? <laughs> yes, you know what I'm gonna yes, do? I'm gonna go online. I'm gonna order one for Willie from Omarosa <laughs> and one for Omarosa from Willie. <laughs> and see if okay. I can cause some kind of cameo explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. That was Cami over under. I think that was a big success. Jimmy. I like it. You need music yeah. though. You need some oh, yeah. kind of something, you know, Jim, Jim we, get to work. We got to add some music <laughs> we'll for do. sure. Um, Huey Lewis for sure. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you're going back. I tried to, you're going back to the studio. Just answer the diarrhea question correctly. I think it'll be successful. But... Did, can I ask you, are they actually asking you if you have diarrhea? Yeah, that's that's the last of like 11, 10 or 11 <laughs> questions they ask. Are you sure that that's part of the, the thing or? <laughs> you know what's, fo- oh, I see. <laughs> they're just the sniffing around. Um, when we fir- when this first came out in March, they're like diarrhea is not a side effect. And I was, I was overjoyed. I was like, oh my God, this is great. I'm in the clear forever. And now it's become a thing. <laughs> Um, so yeah. yeah, diarrhea is a side effect of literally everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's on every one of them. And I, I don't believe in any of the, I got to tell you, I, you know, of course I'm being careful. I wear the mask. I try not to go anywhere. I'm, I'm even wearing gloves, mm-hmm. even though people say it doesn't matter if you wear gloves, but I don't think those little tests that they do, like they do on my son, who's three, when he gets to preschool, they point this uh, little like thermometer at his forehead and then they go, okay, he's fine. Meanwhile, if diarrhea is one of the side effects, there's always a 40% chance his like pants are filled with shit. I mean, there's a <laughs> real good chance. Nobody's even take, looking back there. Right. There's no way putting a little red dot on somebody's forehead is telling you that they might have coronavirus. I don't buy it. Interesting. So the next time <laughs> someone asks me, I should say, check for yourself. Yes, just say take a, take a feel back there. It's best for everybody if you just uh, confirm it yourself. All right. Well, have fun at the wedding. 
Uh, by Thank the way, you. I'm insulted that I wasn't invited. I was invited <laughs> to to Ken's last wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last ill-fated wedding, and um, this time I have not been invited. You will. Wedding, so I'm, I'm going to work hoping, hard. You'll go. Yeah, you'll be invited to the next one for sure. I'm just hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping that it's uh, that some part of the wedding ceremony is filmed and posted because okay. I would love to see that. All right, I'll do my best. We're gonna we're Thank gonna you. figure it all out. All right, that's it, Jimmy Kimmel. You can see him on Jimmy Kimmel Live. You can see him hosting no, Millionaire. No, no? you, you oh, won't. You can't. You won't. Oh, yeah, You'll you can't. Other people. Right, right. You're going to see other people <laughs> hosting it. All right, September, though. You come back in September, right? I'll be back after Labor Day weekend. Yes, exactly. There you go. And that's it. By the way, I'm. Uh, you, maybe you could help me out with this. I looked up points and idioms for points, and I was looking for a snazzy sign-off here. I can't figure it out. I got uh, thanks for helping us get straight to the point. Make Until a- next time, dot, dot, dot. Right? Okay, yeah. Point, if you're, point, if you're point. making a point, make it an extra one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got to work on uh, this. Uh, what was that? Uh, oh, it's time for a point break. You could say that maybe. Oh, like I see. Patrick, Patrick Swayze movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's time for a point uh, break. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Okay. In the meantime, for Dave Damashek and Jimmy Kimmel Live, I'm Sal, and I hope you enjoyed your point break. No. Something like that. No. Extra points Wednesday. No, it's time to take until next time. We're going to take a point break. Okay. There you go. And then <laughs> wink at the end of the VK. <laughs> Terrible at winking. All right. I got diarrhea. I got to go.